When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This message comes from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. We went from normal life, healthy child, to acute lymphoblastic leukemia, or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Rodney Red Grant is a D.C.-born comedian and executive turned politician. Transitioning from coaching kids and facilitating youth programs at the Department of Parks and Recreation, finding his love for comedy entertainment, and becoming a comedian at 19, and after a successful corporate career, today Red Grant takes on the purposeful roles of humanitarian, philanthropist, and entrepreneur. Having a background that includes employing thousands of people, working with millions of dollars in budgets, and producing over 25 shows for the Viacom network, he truly understands how to allocate funds and run a successful business. Making large waves of change in Washington, D.C., Red Grant is currently running as an independent in Washington, D.C.'s upcoming mayoral election. With his eyes set on Mayor Muriel Bowser's office and strategies and plans in the wing ready to go, he is planning to get right to work after his win. Here with us to discuss the critically important topic of voting in all elections, as well as his personal journey and experience of running for office, we have D.C. mayoral candidate, humanitarian, philanthropist, and entrepreneur, Mr. Rodney Red Grant. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. So welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? What's up, Ramses? How you doing, brother? Oh, man, it's an honor to talk to you. I oh, know great the, things. The, the pleasure is mine, uh, and oh, I'm glad man. you guys are inviting me out. I really appreciate the Black Information Network for uh, doing this and being um, so bold and actually so brave to be able to uh, uh, to do this interview today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Again, it's our pleasure. Um, certainly my pleasure. Um, and I know there's a lot of folks who are wanting to uh, know what you're up to. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and for folks who might be new to the to the uh, timeline here, let's uh, share a little bit about yourself, sort of your background and what led you to now running for mayor in D.C. Well, um, Rodney Red Grant, uh, born in Washington, D.C., uh, what I always say with a red skin blanket on my back. <laughs> um, I attended Sousa Junior High School and graduated from Dunbar Senior High School where I was a standout student athlete. I went on to play football at Savannah State University with the great Shannon Sharp. And I came home after that and started working for the Department of Parks and Recreation where I coached kids and developed programs. Uh, from there, a friend of mine, 
was uh, one of my fraternity brothers, Cap Officer, was like, you should you should start telling jokes. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I went and started uh, telling jokes at open mics in D.C. at Mr. Henry's. And six months later, I was on Deaf Comedy Jam. And I went on to work at BET Teen Summit, moved to New York, started um, developing TV for um, BET. And I started to do some amazing things within the Viacom network where I became an executive over there. And, you know, I had a 30-year career in the comedy game and business and just a lot of beautiful things that, that comedy sprung out. And now I'm here in Washington, D.C. as the independent candidate running for mayor. And I'll be the first independent candidate not being a seated um, politician to get on the ballot. So, so much history is being made here in this process. And now it's down to me and the current mayor of Washington, D.C. with about 28 days left. Sure, sure. You know, um, our producer, uh, Chris, he was he was mentioning how big a deal that is um, for you to be on the ballot as an independent Um so congratulations. And of course, uh, we're, we're rooting for you. Of course, I Thanks. can't myself vote in, in the uh, election, but um, we're doing our part to support you. Uh, sounds like you're actually on the ground, too. I'm hearing uh, sirens and traffic, you know, so you're, you're actively <laughs> making this happen, aren't you? Oh, yeah. We're, um, our office, uh, our first office, we have two offices. One is on the campus of Howard University okay. uh, or right across the street from Howard University. But you might as well say it's the campus is all the activity goes on here. And the other one is in Southeast Washington um, in the great corridor of Alabama Avenue. And, um, and it's, it, it's a, it's an amazing place to, to have a, an office. Both places are historic, you know, Frederick Douglass being the person who started uh, so much of that um, history over there in Southeast Washington. And of course, the great Howard University, which is so much history here. So, you know, we have one of the biggest grassroots movements ever to hit uh, Washington, D.C. politics, uh, local politics and and nationally, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that us, you know, bringing on Howard University students, also American University students and uh, George Washington University students and so many uh, volunteers that come on to be a part of this great movement is, is very humbling. But we are the first independent also to get 5,000 signatures to get on the ballot. So, mm-hmm. you know, the current mayor only had to get 2,000. We got 5,000. So we're just trying to show people that this is the people versus the machine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we know that the, the, the people can win this. So it's, it's, it's an amazing uh, thing. I'm truly uh, humble. When I look at how much God has pushed me through this this movement, but I'm super excited to be the next mayor of Washington D.C. Right, right. So I want to I want to talk about that for a second because you know um, most folks know you from I, I know I I certainly am one of them know you from your comedy career. You know you mentioned mm-hmm. BET, your work with Viacom, and just being a stand up comedian uh, over the years. Of course, I've seen you on TV a, a number of times. Um, what was it that inspired you to run for office? 
Well, this inspiration came about three and a half, four years ago. Mm -hmm. I was coming back and forth from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. And a lot of my neighbors here and a lot of constituents here was, you know, showing me and telling me that our city was going backwards and they felt left out of the system. They felt kicked out of the city. And me being a, a true Washingtonian, you know, it, it, it really tore my spirit. And a lot of people were asking me to run for office and I didn't know which office I would run. So I started researching and I knew I wasn't going to run for council member because I'm not a legislator. Uh, and I started uh, researching the, office, the executive office of mayor and it fit perfect to, you know, my background and what I come from just being a, a true, not only leader, but also executive and businessman. You know, DC is one of the biggest corporations in the world when, when you look at it from a dynamic standpoint. And uh, it has to be run because we have the services that are in place, but the services right now are being mismanaged. You know, so we need someone that's going to understand how to manage the services and get them to the people that really need the services. Mm. And, you know, once I talked to my wife and I talked to my kids and they were all in a thousand percent. You know, we pulled the trigger on it um, May 15th for 21, and we've been uh, campaigning um, ever since. We've pretty much been campaigning before that, before we even made the announcement. Uh, so uh, it's, it's just, I just felt like it, it's something that needed to happen. You know, people talk about it all the time, like about what the problem is, but nobody steps up and becomes a part of the solution. So. It's just my civic duty to become a part of the, the solution. I love that. Um, so my next question, what, why did you decide to run as an independent? Um, that, that's one of the biggest questions I get. Like, you know, why would you run as an independent coming from the Democratic Party? Um, and when I decided to, you know, to run as an independent, it was very thoughtful. I put a lot of thought into it. You know, my mom's was a Democrat. Uh, her mom's before her was a sure. Democrat and a Republican because, you know, that was at the time when African-Americans were Republicans. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I feel like I inherited the Democratic Party um, just because. But I always feel like my thoughts are independent. I think that, you know, we as uh, not only Americans, but just African-Americans, you know, we have to have a sense of thinking independently because has either party really truly been fair to us? Right. Uh, and, you know, we're quick to jump on what party and what party, but, you know, it's bigger than these parties. You know, I don't want to be left. I don't want to be right. I want to be headed forward. And, and I, I, you know, and I always tell people, you know, keep your thoughts, I mean, keep your party, but keep your thoughts independent because no matter what party you're in, we need to still have a sense of who we are and is it fair to the gain of us as a society? So, you know, I didn't want to be involved with having to say yay or nay to a certain party. I wanted to be, you know, straightforward. I want to work with everybody. 
whether you left or you right, I, I just feel like we have a lot of similarities. Uh, and I think we have way more similarities than differences. Sure. So I wanted to, you know, to focus on those similarities and, and, and stop highlighting differences. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. We are here today with D.C. mayoral candidate, humanitarian, philanthropist, and entrepreneur, Mr. Rodney Red Grant, discussing the importance of voting in all elections and his personal experience currently running for mayoral office. Now, uh, tell us about the comprehensive plan to save the city that you're proposing. 
And, well, and, and let me ask this as well. Do you think that other cities could implement some of these strategies as well? Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm putting this comprehensive, I'm sorry, comprehensive plan together mm-hmm. uh, to save our city. And I, I know that other cities can model after it. Um, I feel like in D.C. and many other cities, you know, a lot of the public safety issues that go on are committed right now by young people. Mm-hmm. And I feel when you take programming out of our, you know, our communities and you leave our young people with nothing to do, then we have a ticking time bomb on our hand. And for example, you know, even in our school systems, you know, in our public school systems, you know, we need to implement more programming that our young people um, uh, are happy with. You know, it's good to have our maths and our sciences and our English, but if you go to like a private school, let's say for example, and you look at the programs that they have within the private school, you'll have filmmaking, you'll have chess, you'll have gaming, sure. you'll have you'll have all these different things that young people want to come to school to do. Right. Right. Why we can't implement these same things for our young people that are in public schools um, and give them an opportunity to, to create their own clubs and their own ways um, and not baby our young people, but uh, empower them to succeed. Uh, that's one thing. But I also think that, you know, putting mental health uh, professionals in every services, every service that we have is, is very important because a lot of times we're dealing with a lot of, you know, it, it can be a small mental health or, it can be, or a large mental health, but people need to be able to have a way to vent and, and, and have real social services and real wraparound services that um, affect their living and, and, and help them out. Uh, because when you take equity out of a, a, a community and you don't replace it with anything, then you leave people behind so much that when I look at it from a political standpoint, when I look at it from a humane standpoint, it sickens me. Mm. And we really have to grab our communities back up and show the love, care, and respect and respect that we said we want uh, shown to us in all our communities. And we have to do it ASAP. And, you know, when it comes to education, we're falling behind so far early, you know, um, and, and reading and English, math. And we have to give our kids the, the, the opportunity to be great. And if we're not looking at this in, in, a, in a vain way, then do we really care about where we're going? Do we really care about the, the future of our young people? They're going to be our future leaders. Sure. sure. Um, so I, I really, you know, when people ask me, what's your platform, Red? You know, before I say anything, I always tell them, you know, my platform starts with love, care, and respect. Because if we can have those three things, then everything else can fall in line under that, uh, that energy. Because everybody that you put in place in your services will understand we're working from that to help people, not just be there. That works. 
you know, there's something interesting about um, certainly the way that you talk about safety uh, and how there's a correlation with how we approach education and young people. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of this approach. You know, historically, uh, fear mongering has led to um, this sort of bolstering of really law enforcement agencies, which translates into over-policing in Black communities, which uh, translates into a disproportionate amount of arrests, which is conflated with, you know, this question of who's committing the crimes rather than who's getting arrested for the crimes. And, and just right. there's this whole cycle in place that uh, disadvantages further black and brown people and black and black and brown communities. So I appreciate your um, approach because I think it's a little bit more inclusive and the, the scope is a bit broader rather than uh, looking at individuals. You're looking at a system and, and trying to change that. Um, and I think that brings me to my next question. Um, you know, s since I I'd say probably 2016, I've seen um, a need for more black and brown people to run for office, um, for more black and brown people to be installed at different points in government and in the community around the country. And you are one such individual who uh, has found your calling. Um, for other people who might be on the fence, uh, what would you say to them about why it's important to uh, take an active role in your community? Um, well, we have to look at like what made us successful, right? Mm -hmm. The things that created success regardless of the levels of success that you have, uh, if you made it out of the neighborhood and you were able to, you know, get a great job or, or just work to feed your family and, you know, be able to go on trips and, you know, things like that, you know, that's a sense of success that other people don't have. And we sometimes live in a selfish um, way uh, that's why i would say purpose over popularity like to me you know your purpose is way more important than being popular and when it comes to giving up a sense of who you are you know i believe i'm a spiritual individual and i believe that spirituality guides us all and in our heads we we know that we should be doing more but sometimes i i our selfishness sometimes kicks in. Sure. And I would just, I would tell people to be less selfish and more giving of themselves. Um, somebody said to me the other day, they were like, you know, Red, would you come home to uh, run for mayor to make some money? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually losing a lot of money running for mayor. Uh, you know, my career has been success, uh, successful. And, but at a point, you got to not think about money. You got to not think about how popular you are. You got to not think about, you know, what you're losing. You got to think about what you're gaining and helping individuals. And my big thing right now is I'm following my, uh, my spirit and I'm following God's true purpose for me. 
And I would tell other people to really sit down and, and, and get some space to have some head space and, and talk to your, your, your inner self to give more. And we need more people to make brave moves like this and, and attack the system because the system, you know, I found out when I started running that it is a, it's a deep system. You know, mm-hmm. politics is not is not a nice place sometimes. And it's a lot of mean individuals inside of politics uh, that don't want to work with one another. And they don't want to work with people who are uh, like myself, who sometimes, uh, you know, that I, I continue to be positive through it all. Yeah. And they be like, what the heck he's so positive for? Why he's trying to make people come together? Why is, you know, sure. I go through all of that all the time. And, you know, I have to really uh, find, I'm just glad I'm strong enough to, to be able to handle it and smile at it and keep it pushing. Right. Because right. I know it's an ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is to help people. We are here today with D.C. mayoral candidate humanitarian, philanthropist, and entrepreneur, Mr. Rodney Red Grant, discussing the importance of voting in all elections and his personal experience currently running for mayoral office. Once you become mayor, obviously there's a lot of things that you want to change and implement. Um, I'm sure that we will be able to point folks to your website so they can review your full platform uh, before we let you go today. But uh, what I do want to ask is, what do you hope your legacy will be um, as mayor of Washington, D.C.? I so. I came up. Under the direction of Mayor Marion Barry, right? One of the most powerful. Men. And mayors ever. And the reason why I say that, like when, if you're not from D.C., you probably just hear certain things about Mary Mary Berry. Okay. If you're from D.C., you understand that he, one, made sure young people were taken care of. Two, he made sure our seniors were always incorporated into society. Um, And those things helped so much with so many people that was so powerful that people from here would not allow you to speak bad on his name. Mm. Um, I just want people to remember me as a person that really cared about the community, Mm -hmm. uh, really cared about our young people, Mm -hmm. really wanted to make sure that our seniors who are the people who really dug the dirt of this city is not forgotten about. And DC is a place that is safe and affordable to live in. And anything after that, you know, I couldn't really predict where God has me going, but I'm pretty sure there'll be other things that they can talk about. But I do always want to see people um, I want to break down those barriers that separate us as residents. And, and, you know, I just think, you know, you can do that when you speak on it. And I think sometimes our political 
officials who are in these positions stop speaking on the things that really are important to healing the uh, grassroots of our society. Um, I, I know our time is short today, but I want to get one more solid question in uh, before we let you go. Um, I, I feel like, you know, we're, we're coming up, you know, in this, this current election season um, on a pivotal moment in the country. And, you know, no one can explain it better than you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, ideally, you would have support in other cities you know, at different points in the government, folks that espouse your philosophies and share your ideas and so forth, installed at different places in the government um, to ease your way. So in your own words, can you explain to our listeners why it is important for them to participate fully in midterm elections? Um, well, first, uh, forefathers, ancestors paid a serious price for us to have voting rights, mm-hmm. the, the right to vote. They, they shed blood, sweat, tears, were put in horrible positions for us to have voting rights. Mm-hmm. Just the right to go to the ballot and uh, and vote in the voting booth. I mean, have a ballot and vote in the uh, voting booth. And it, it hurts my feelings when I hear people say, well, this system ain't cared on the system, you know, you know, it don't work, but we don't use our power, you know? And when you don't use your power, and I know it's a shame that voting has to be a part of the power, but it is, it's just the way the system is set up. So. I would tell people, use your power. It doesn't take but a hot 30 seconds to a minute. You can even fill it out at home and drop it in the Dropbox now. They're making it so easy. Yeah. Mail, you know, you don't even have to go in person anymore. But that right itself, people fight for every day. And especially in Washington, D.C., us being under home rule, mm-hmm. us being the only city there's not a state that has no representation in Congress. When people tell me, you know, they don't want to vote, I tell them, get with your own spirit of your ancestors mm. and think about what they would tell you to do. Mm. If I told my grandmother, God rest her soul, both of them, that I wasn't going to vote, they would, they would tell me off. Because <laughs> they know exactly what they've been through for us to just have that right to vote. Sure. sure. And um, just think about it, 1867 in Washington, D.C., black men got their they right to vote in 1867. Mm-hmm. It was so powerful. Our vote was so powerful that seven years later, they took the rights not only from black people in Washington, D.C., the whole city, they said nobody can vote for office. It wasn't until another 100 years before they allowed us to have home rule again where we can vote for mayor, city council, uh, ANCs, and, and, and so on. 100 years. 
that's how powerful Frederick Douglass and them were, were moving. And we're going to say that, man, we don't have time to do something. Oh, man, it ain't going to help. Nah, I don't want to hear that. That's right. You know, I want us to be together and say, yeah, we're going to vote. I like, you that. know, I like the P. Diddy way, vote or die. Mm. Ballot or the bullet. Mm. Um, you know, we got to get deep on this. So I would just tell them uh, cut the nonsense and, and get out and vote. I like that. You know, uh, to hear you tell these stories and mention these these names, you know, you have joined a long list of very um, prolific individuals, uh, not just for, for us black folks, but for this country and mm. move this country along. And so, you know, I salute you um, on your way. Uh, I do want to add something, if I may. I, I know you alluded to it, but I want to make sure that it's said out loud to our listeners um, that, yes, it is often enough easy to vote in midterm elections. But if, if you live in a place where your vote is under attack, then that means that it might be a little bit more difficult for you. And that's all the more reason for you to vote. Um, midterm elections are just as important as the presidential elections. And this is not the time to skip out. This is not the time to throw your hands in the air and say, oh, it's too difficult. I have to physically drive. I got to take time off of work. No, it's that important. We need to change our country in a way that reflects our interests as well. And we can't do that without all of us participating in the democratic process. Um, and, you know, I, I know that this is sort of uh, the sort of things that people will see um, on your website and your social media. So let's do that. Let's plug everyone into your website, uh, social media, anything that you have um, that you want people to know about before we let you go. And then you can uh, write the story from there. All right, so I always tell people first, I have a few websites, but I always tell them to go to grantformayordc.com. That's grantformayordc.com uh, and keep up with the campaign. Uh, also, you can go to Red Grant on IG, Red Grant on Facebook, and Red Grant Labs on Twitter. And if you're a TikTok head, you can go to Red Grant TV. But, you know, if you click, grantformayordc.com it takes you to all of it uh, and I would hope people will keep up with this movement I think this is the Super Bowl of elections yep. that's coming up I think it would be the most powerful election in DC history um, and it's the people versus the machine you know and they starting to call me DC Zelensky now mm. um, and I feel like we can push back on any attacks that, that are happening. So I will hope that people will stay involved with the movement, stay involved with Red Grass movement, uh, volunteer, donate to the campaign. We, we're independent, so we always look for people who can help us out. And um, we ask kindly that you uh, support the movement. And we really appreciate this interview today on the Black Information Network. And we appreciate you, brother. Well, listen, uh, you know, we we definitely will keep up with the movement. You come back anytime. You talk Thanks. to Chris, our show producer. You talk to me. We'll make sure that, you know, if you fight in a good fight, that we're doing our part to support you. Um, 
I, I want to thank you very much for not only the work you're doing, but the time you took out to uh, talk with us today. And of course, sharing your insight on uh, uh, the importance of voting and of course your campaign. So once again, today's guest is DC mayoral candidate, humanitarian, philanthropist, and entrepreneur, Mr. Rodney Red Grant. Hey, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you. And uh, thank you, Chris, for having me. And before we go, I'll leave you with this. Quote, there is never a time in the future in which we will work out our salvation. The challenge is in the moment. The time is always now, unquote. This from the great James Baldwin. A seemingly timeless quote, the reality is that until all injustices have been eradicated and there is equitable opportunity, access, and justice for all people around the globe, the time will always be now. Leaving this conversation with new and renewed insight and motivation in this November's upcoming election and for all of them to come, let us commit to learning about the candidates, commit to voting in all categories, and commit to continued advocacy and support for fair voting rights. Let us commit to ensuring that we are not simply getting the ballot in, but that we are exercising our votes and championing our opportunities to affecting real and lasting change. With midterm elections quickly approaching, Everything you need to vote is at vote.org. Register to vote, check your registration status, and get your absentee ballot. It's fast, free, easy, secure, and nonpartisan. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. We went from normal life, healthy child, to acute lymphoblastic leukemia, or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.